Hello and welcome to a God-Focused Life podcast. This is a podcast where we are focused on healthy living, body, soul, and spirit. We were made by God and we were made for God. So when we learn how to apply the principles of God's Word to our lives, that's when we learn how to flourish and prosper God's way in every single area of our lives. Now, I am taking some time in our podcast to go through the stories of the Bible. Now, obviously, I won't be able to hit every single story. I would be here for all eternity. So I highly recommend you grab your Bible and see what Holy Spirit would highlight for you in your own personal time uh, of reading and spending time with the Lord. But for this, I'm literally going through one of our children's storybook Bibles, and I'm highlighting the, the stories that the storybook highlights because these are major pillars of faith. We see God intervening with mankind. We see man's need for God. These are real historical stories. These aren't fictional. These are real people that needed the Lord in their lives. So I just pray that something that is said throughout this series perks your interest, gives you hope, and you realize that God sees you, God is with you, God is for you. He just wants you to come to Him. He wants you to see your need for your relationship for Him. Even in the smallest detail of life, God wants to be a part of it. He can be your very, very closest and best friend but he's also God, someone who deserves honor and that we respect and love and adore. He's so amazing and he's so good to us. So I just pray that in this podcast, you are able to see that God is great. He is big. He is wonderful. And he loves you, dear one. He loves you so much. So we're going to continue in our story with Moses. And in the last podcast, we talked about the plagues that God had sent because God had chosen Moses to go to Pharaoh to say, let my people go. And we see Moses stand firm. He goes back time and time again to uh, to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. In this podcast, I want to highlight some of the leadership um, qualities that we see in Moses. We're going to see some of the 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 real life, like, um, I don't even want to say weaknesses. I guess they would be weaknesses, but they're humanity. Like they are just human. It's human nature because God even said, and I bring this point up because this is a pretty fresh revelation that I have after Noah. You may have heard me talk about that in the last, in that podcast about Noah, that God said he can see, he realizes that all of mankind is bent towards evil. God knows that we are dust. He knows what our frailties are and our weaknesses are. He knows that we desperately need him in our lives. And we can see that in Moses's life too, because he is the one who is the chosen leader for the Israelites. So this is, I'm going to highlight kind of the story, and then we're going to go back and talk about the leadership principles of Moses. So um, they, there's the, the, the plagues that had hit. And finally the Pharaoh said, go take your people and go. And this was after that final plague of, uh, God had sent the death angel to kill the firstborn children 
of the Egyptians. And that was too much for Pharaoh to handle. So he was like, take your people and go. So now Moses and the people are in the wilderness. They've been there for a little while. And um, back in Egypt, Pharaoh kind of wakes up, if you will, and says, oh my goodness, who do we have making the bricks? We need people building these cities. All of a sudden, this this high production has ceased. And he's like, we need to get the Israelites back here. We need to get the Hebrews back. So he sends people out into the wilderness. He sends Egyptians out to go fetch the Israelites. Now, the Israelites are out in the wilderness. They are, they all of a sudden hear the Egyptians coming and they are like, what are we going to do? And they are backed up against the Red Sea. So there is nowhere to turn. It is impossible. And I'm sure despair, worry, concern, they didn't know what to do, just shock. And God told Moses, lift your staff, turn towards the Red Sea, you know, like turn towards the Red Sea and lift your staff. And God parted the waters and the people literally went across the Red Sea on dry ground. When they got to the other side, God said, lift your staff up again. He lifted it up and the waters came over the Egyptians. They were in the middle of the Red Sea and the waters came over. And if you look into your science and um, the evidence in the Red Sea, they have found chariot wheels in the bottom of the Red Sea, which is absolutely amazing because we know why they're there. Why in the world would horses and chariots be in the middle of the Red Sea? <laughs> why? because this story from God's word really did happen. Okay, so the people are in the wilderness and this is what happens. This is just an overview. Again, go to the book of Exodus and read the story. It's amazing. I um I also recommend in the podcast just in case this is the first podcast you've heard, I recommend either the Immerse Bible, which reads like a storybook. It is the New Living Translation. You can literally pick it up and read and put your bookmark in, or you can go and get my favorite version. That is the Life Application Bible, and you can get it in multiple versions. I have it in the NIV. I also like the NAS. That's Those are um, just letterings for New International Version and the New American Standard Version. You can even get it in the New Living Translation. So that would read like a storybook Bible and you would have the notes in it because the life application has very solid notes so that you understand what's going on in the Bible. You'll understand a little bit more of the backstory and who these people are and the intentions of their hearts. And uh, it shows strengths and weaknesses of the people in the Bible. So I love, love, love. That is my favorite version of all time is the life application Bible. So I'm going to go through and just kind of highlight what it's like in the desert for them. They are in the desert. They need food and they need water. And God provides those things for the people. The people get really worried and concerned. Like, Moses, you have brought us into the wilderness to die. Like, we are hungry and we are tired and we are in the desert. At least the Egyptians provided for us. So they are grumbling and complaining rather than going to God and saying, God, you supply all of my needs. 
You know, like, can you, you know, help me where I am? No, instead they go to their leader and they complain. And then Moses is the one that uh, leads them, that calms them. And God does miracles through Moses to provide for water. Uh, God sends manna from heaven. He sends quail. So they have uh, bread and meat. Um, they are also taught how to build a tabernacle. And what that means, that's a fancy word for a tent of worship. God gave Moses like very, very extreme detailed instructions on how to build a tabernacle. And this tabernacle, this tent, if you will, would you would be able to pick it up and move it because the Bible says that God was a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And what that means is in the desert, it is so, so hot during the day. God was a cloud that actually shielded the people from the extreme heat so that they would not perish. They would not die in the heat. And at nighttime, he was fire so that they would stay warm because in the desert, there are extreme cold temperatures. So God made sure that they would be um, sustained even in the temperature so that they would not die from uh, their surroundings, from the heat and from the, the cold. And we would also see that God's presence would move because he's leading them and they're following him. And whenever they would see God's presence move, they would pick up the tent. They would, you know, uh, tear it down and move and go to the next spot. And we see in scriptures where, and I, and I've heard people say this all along that, you know, the Israelites are grumbling and complaining. They were in the desert for 40 years. And people will say that if they had just not complained and if they had just not done this, 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 and if they had just been perfect and if they just hadn't sinned, you know, they would have made the journey in days, you know, maybe in weeks. Um, but here's the thing that I think God is most interested in all of us. Sometimes it takes a long journey to get the sin and the habits and the, uh, the mind like, um, I want to say, I'm trying to say two things at once, uh, the strongholds, the way of thinking of our past. Sometimes it takes some time to get that out of our brains, out of our habits, because when the children of Israel, when the Hebrews were underneath the Egyptian rule and they were slaves, some of them were born into that and they had grown. That's the only thing they know is to do life the Egyptian way. So when they go into the desert, God is more concerned that he teaches them a new way of living. Let's apply that to our lives. Maybe you've come from a background or a family of like nobody worshiped God. Nobody loved the Lord. Or maybe there were some sins in the family. Maybe you come from abuse or um, alcohol or, uh, I mean, there's so many different things that you could come from and you just really haven't learned the ways of the Lord. Or maybe you were raised in a Christian home, but there are still imperfections. God wants to take us on a journey that helps to train us. This is the thing that I am learning in another um, study that I'm doing and listening to another pastor. I love, uh, it's a man named David Hernandez. He is a pastor in California, Southern California. And he talks about the way that the devil works in our lives and that one of the major ways the devil works is through strongholds in our 
thinking that that is how the devil literally uh, takes a hold of Christians is by our thinking. And if we can undo the wrong thinking, that is when we will be released from those strongholds. It's not just a simple devil, get away from me. Devil, you know, I rebuke you. It's not as, as simple as that. Yeah, the devil can leave, but our minds literally need to be renewed and trained. And that's what Romans 12, 2 says. Uh, we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. And the Hebrews needed to be transformed by the renewing of their minds. They go through hardships and hard circumstances but they had to see, oh, God's coming through for me. It's not the Egyptians coming through. It's God coming through. And it was Moses's job to constantly point the people to God. Okay. So they are, so that's, that's pretty much what's going on in the wilderness for 40 years. They are literally learning how to, um, uh, look to God to have their needs fulfilled. They are moving through the desert. They are learning how to set up camp. They are learning how to worship the Lord. They are learning how to get along and realize that they have to go in unity. So there's so many principles that God is teaching them in the desert. And we see punishment for like extreme sins. We see times where the ground literally opens up and swallows people. We see there's like, read your Bible. It is the most exciting and thrilling uh, book you will ever read ever, 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 because it will just blow your mind when you see the miracles of God and you see things that actually really happen to people. All right, let's talk about Moses's leadership and things that we see. Um, I see him as a human. He, like God said, right after Noah, he said, mankind is bent towards evil. In other words, mankind is full of flaws. Mankind is imperfect. We are human and we desperately need God. And we see that in Moses. Moses is not perfect. Moses was a murderer. Okay. Like Moses was imperfect. He had issues with his anger and his temper, right? Uh, he goes and kills someone when they were abusing one of uh, the Hebrews. And then he runs away. He goes into the wilderness so that he doesn't die because the Egyptians would have killed him. So we see Moses is not perfect, but we also see God chooses him. Nonetheless, God chooses him. God did not choose someone who lived in Egypt, who was a Hebrew there seen. Moses had been in the wilderness for years before God comes. Some people think that he was actually there for 40 years before God came and chose him. Um, so Moses was in the wilderness for years. He doesn't even know what's going on in Egypt right now. He doesn't know what the Hebrews are doing. You know, he's, he doesn't live there. So God came to him to find him and says, you're the one that I'm choosing because the prayers of the Hebrews have reached heaven. They have reached me and I want to act on behalf of these prayers. And he says, you're the one that I'm choosing and I want you to go to Pharaoh. Oh my goodness. Could you imagine living, just minding your own business, living in the wilderness? And God says, Hey, Rebecca, I want you to go to the King's palace. Uh, I don't even have a dress to wear. <laughs> I am in the wilderness, right? Like Moses would have felt so unprepared. He says, I'm not perfect. I have a speech impediment. And finally God says, okay, I'm going to send 
your older brother with you, his older brother, Aaron, he's going to go with you to translate. So I'm with you. I am speaking to you. And then you're going to speak to Aaron and Aaron's going to go and translate and he's going to go be the spokesperson for you. Okay. So Moses is imperfect. He's unqualified. He's been in the wilderness. You know, what does he look like? What does he smell like? What does he act like? He probably doesn't even know the proper etiquette. Who knows? He probably had to do a refresher's course because he was raised in, in the Egyptian palace. So <laughs> he probably had to, you know, do that refresher course really quickly. Um, but he gives all of the excuses and the valid reasons. He's using his logic of why he should not be the one to do what God's asking him to do. That is something we need to get through our minds is when God asks us to do something, we can't use our logic. Because this is a supernatural calling from God. We can't use our, our thinking and our, uh, reasoning to say, Ooh, okay, it must be this way. And let me cross reference scriptures, da, 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 you know, and, and give all of these, re- you know, whatever. When God speaks to you, you will be fulfilling God's will. You will be fulfilling, you know, because I think that so many people will use their brains to interpret what God must be saying to them rather than opening up their spirits and allowing the word to come to life in their hearts. Like so many people, we read the scripture that says God is a provider. Well, and I work here at this location. So uh, thank you, God, that you've given me this job, that this job is my provider. And we look as that employer is our provider. And that's not what God's word says. It's not what he means. God is like, I am your provider. I am the one that tells you, you know, what you need to be doing with your life, not the people around you. So we have to spend this time with the Lord. So we see that Moses, when he goes into the wilderness, especially, we see the accounts of him going to uh, Mount Sinai. And that is the same place where he saw the burning bush. We see him uh, going up to the mountain and spending 40 days at a time in the presence of the Lord. And he would get instruction for the people. Okay. So in order to be a good leader, in order to be not even just a good leader, to be a God filled leader, we have to spend that time with the Lord where we are not tainted by the things of the world. Because when we keep our eyes on the world and we're looking at this and this and this and this, then it'll, what we hear from the Lord will be tainted. Where when we go and we are alone with the Lord, like no distractions, phones turned off, maybe we even have a weekend getaway and we are in the presence of the Lord, just you and him. That is when we can hear the Lord with no distractions and we know that we know that we know God has spoken and I can come to the people in confidence that God is leading me in this way because we set up our souls and our spirits to hear from the Lord without uh, other people's opinions and taking in reasoning and measuring up, you know, the what's going on in our daily, you know, the news and, and all of that. So I just love the fact that Moses saw he needed that time with the Lord and he was obedient with that. Um, and know that Moses was changed when he was in the presence of the Lord. It says that he would come and he would be radiant 
with the presence of the Lord on him. And the word actually says that when he would come down and he would spend time with the people, that that radiance would actually kind of fade off. And then they would put a veil over Moses's face, not because his face was too bright. I always thought they put a veil over him because his face was too bright from the presence of God. No, once that, that brilliance wore off, that's when they would put a veil over his face because the presence had worn off and then Moses would go back into the presence and be. So that is just such a great lesson for us. The more we spend time with the Lord, the more radiant we will be. And sometimes we, you know, we, we flip flop that we think, okay, let me go and just live life. And I'll give, you know, 10 minutes a day to the Lord or 15 minutes a day. Y'all, that's not enough time. Like it's it, we have to truly carve out time. If I just spent 10 minutes, you know, a day with my husband, well, actually in marriages these days, that actually might be, uh, you know, helpful for people. That's a great starting place anyway, but I need to have good conversations with my husband. I need to have date nights and weekend getaways and, um, you know, time that we are just spending and talking and sharing and planning and just having fun together. Think about how much more we need the Lord in our lives, right? So I love the fact that Moses was imperfect. He was an imperfect leader and he depended on God and he would come to these people and he would share. And we are going to see where, uh, you know, when you read through the people, when Moses was up on the mountain with the Lord, He's up there and the people in the beginning, the people had the opportunity to make the sacrifices and to come into the presence of the Lord too, but they chose not to. And the longer time went on, the less and less they even desired to. They were like, you know what, Moses, we are too afraid. You go up and get a word for us. And Moses would go up and then when he would come down, he would see even his brother Aaron down there with the people and they had formed this golden calf and they were worshiping this golden calf and they were saying, look who brought us out of Egypt. Like literally looking at an idol. How many times do we look at the things of the world and say, this is what has paid my bills. This is what you know, uh, provided a home for us. This is the medicine that healed me. This is the, and we point to the things of the world and we give those things the credit rather than giving the credit to the Lord. And when Moses came down, because he sees who God really is and knows who God really is, he comes down and he is furious with the people. He even takes the, the commandments the first time and he breaks them right in their presence. He just breaks them. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe he breaks them over the back of the uh, golden calf. Um, and, and it's like, you know, the longer that we spend away from the Lord, the more we start forming our own ideas and our own opinions, and we start forming our own gods. And I mean, it looks religious. It looks good. It looks like, you know, that we are honoring the Lord in these areas, but we're not. We can get so far away from the Lord. And um, sometimes we just need that. Not sometimes we always, we need that wake up call, come back into the presence of God, come back. Like that has to be our first love. God has to be our first love so that we are able to lead ourselves, that we don't veer off the path 
and so that we don't lead others. Imagine if, uh, or lead others off the path. Imagine if, if Moses didn't go up the mountain to spend that time with the Lord, then all of mankind would have been doomed at that point, unless God would have chosen another person. But if Moses hadn't gone up to spend time with the Lord, there wouldn't have even been correction because Moses would have been veered off as well. And he would have been probably there with the cow. We all need to spend time with the Lord and get that instruction um, and, and just feel his presence with us and read the Bible so that we stay in that, um, in that pathway of flourishing and prospering God's way. Life is hard. The desert was hard. Trusting God is sometimes hard. That's why we have to constantly be aware of his presence. And if we're going through a dry time, turn on that podcast of, you know, somebody, you know, turn on David Hernandez, turn on another uh, speaker that you love to listen to. I love, you know, Priscilla Shirer. I love uh, Joyce Meyer. I love, there are so many people, Tony Evans. There are so many people out there that you can listen to that are Um, They are just resuscitation for the spirit that just helps you believe again. Um, Read your Bible, grab those devotions, grab the, the Jesus calling devotionals. Those are wonderful too, to give you a little bit of a resuscitation to know, okay, God really is in control. He sees me. He's going to bring me through. And it just increases our faith. It renews our mind. It gives us rejuvenation. And literally sometimes what we need to do is just Take some time off from work, take some time off from school, whatever that looks like for you. Take some to take a, take a weekend, go and be alone with the Lord and spend the first part of that literally just sleeping, just taking a long, long nap and just getting the rest that you need to be rejuvenated in your Bible. And then you will have some time to focus. You will be energized enough to like sit in a rocking chair with a blanket over your knees, with your warm cup of coffee and reading through the scriptures and just sitting there rocking back and forth in the presence of the Lord. It's just such a rejuvenation that comes from those precious, precious times. So, okay, guys, we are getting to the end of the podcast. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you are able to glean something from this podcast and understanding in order to be a leader and in order to be led. We need God. We need him so, so, so desperately. The people would have perished in the wilderness without Moses being a godly leader who in your life could perish if you aren't seeking God? Do you have children that are seeking, um, you know, your direction and you're leading these children, these little ones? Are you leading them into the presence of God? Are you leading them to the stories of the Bible? Are you leading them to church on the weekends? Are you leading them to fun, uh, uh, church events, things that they can be a part of, whether it's a children's camp or a youth camp, or, uh, you know, maybe it's a conference, maybe it's an adult conference that, you know, it's like the, like big church. I know that I always took my kids to conferences where they would see healings and they would see like deep praise and worship, and they would see the manifestation of Holy Spirit. 
Like it was not too mature for them. They were amazed to see the presence of God and they would feel the presence of God. So don't be afraid to take your children into those places where God dwells and uh, teach them in the way that they should go. So I pray that this podcast has blessed you, that this has given you some things to think about, um, to question. I know that I question in my own life, am I going into the presence of God like I need to, or am I getting too busy in my daily tasks? And am I, you know, ignoring and, um, you know, um, maybe not even ignoring, but just like, you know, thinking I'm doing the right thing, but I'm really not. Where can I kind of shape up my schedule so that I'm spending more and more time with the Lord, adequate time? Okay, guys, like this podcast, share this podcast, leave your comments. I pray that that it blesses you. Uh, if it is a blessing, then go ahead and give it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. That will just help get this podcast out and help others hear it and maybe be drawn closer to the Lord because of it. Okay, guys, have a wonderful day. Until next time.